So, for our final guest of uh, the year 2023, I thought it would be fun to talk with uh, Debbie Schlossel. Not only does she know a great deal about uh, world affairs and the news of the day, but uh, she also is equally opinionated when it comes to motion pictures. And I'm betting a lot of you are getting to enjoy a four- or five-day weekend this weekend. And you might want to catch up on some movies. I I caught a couple of movies. They were older movies uh, over the last couple of days. But um, it's a fun thing to do. So want to welcome back to the program attorney, author, political commentator, and film critic Debbie Schlossel. Hello there, Debbie. Hi, great to be back, and happy New Year upcoming. Likewise, likewise. Do you have any New Year's plans, Debbie? No, I I have to say I agree with you a thousand percent with everything you just said before. Well, see, I, I hate New Year's New Year's Eve and that whole thing. I hate it. Yeah, it's it's just it's too much. All right, before we get to um, the movies, both your picks for movies of the year and a lot of movies that have come out recently that uh, have gotten a lot of buzz, I have to get your opinion as an attorney and as a political observer on the situation in Maine. Uh, you're a conservative, but uh, you've said you're not voting for Trump this year because you don't like not only some of his policies, but uh, you know his having dinner with anti-Semites and things like that. But um, I'm, I'm you know, that's a Reader's Digest version. What do you make of this decision, though, by the Secretary of State in Maine to deny him a place on the ballot, Debbie? I totally disagree with that. I, I think this is a free country. We're a democracy. And let the voters decide. I always believe in the open marketplace, not just of uh, products, but of ideas and also candidates. And, you know, today him, tomorrow somebody else. I. I think it's outrageous. I think the Supreme Court is going to reverse that decision. It's it's not going to be the final decision. Um, and I think everyone should be alarmed that liberal people and far left people can decide who's on our ballot. That's what they do in this in the four. That's what they did in the then Soviet Union. We don't do that here. And I hope that the Supreme Court will reverse it, and I predict that they will. Um, one of the other presidential candidates that's getting a lot of attention this week, much of it negative, is uh, Nikki Haley, the former governor of South Carolina and the uh, former ambassador to the U.N. She was asked about the uh, about the Civil War and the causes of the Civil War. If people haven't heard this yet, here's a little bit of what Nikki Haley said. I mean, I think the cause of the Civil War was basically how government was going to run, the freedoms and what people could and couldn't do. What do you think the cause of the Civil War was? Thank you. And in, in the year 2023, it's astonishing to me that you answer that question without mentioning the word slavery. What do you want me to say about slavery? So, uh, Debbie, obviously there were a multitude of, uh, of factors leading to uh, regional uh, regional tensions in the run-up to the Civil War, but uh, so much of it, if not all of it, stems from the issue of slavery. Would you make of this uh, Nikki Haley handling of the Civil War question and her attempts to sort of backpedal from it in the last day or so? I, You know, I was absolutely shocked last night, and I had some Twitter wars with Nikki Haley supporters over this who said it was a gotcha question. I remember when the Sarah Palin people, all her supporters, <laughs> attacked me because I said that the um, Katie Couric question to Sarah Palin about what do you read every day 
which is a very simple question, was a gotcha question. <laughs> this is not a gotcha question. This is a very basic and important fact in American history. And the fact that she clearly did not know, she did not know, she was clueless, is really jarring and appalling well, do to you, me. Do you think she didn't know or yes. she didn't want to offend people that she perceives as as possible primary voters? I think she didn't know. Wow. I, I, I really do. The way the question was answered, she if she didn't want to say the word slavery, which I don't know how they could offend anyone that we know that that's the re- the main reason she could have said, which was something that, you know, I said on Twitter, she could have said that this was about the state's rights in the Southern uh, area of the country. And they felt that the federal government was encroaching upon them um, and was too involved in their policies. She didn't even say that she said, Oh, it's about government government and how who's in power and what how it works and how it runs what do you think it i mean that was to <laughs> me the worst deflection for somebody who has no clue that i've ever heard and um i really was shocked and surprised because uh, i don't think she's stupid or ignorant now i kind of do um or i never thought she was ignorant um and the other thing is that she had the big controversy with the Confederate flag. Right, right, which is why I would have a tough time believing that she didn't know that. Because, I mean, the word slavery was mentioned every day during the Confederate flag controversy. So how could she not know that slavery was the big deal when it came to the Civil War? I don't know, but I think at least in that moment when she was at that speech, giving that speech, and then answering questions, she did not know. To me, the way she answered it showed ignorance, not I don't want to offend someone. It didn't look like she was trying to avoid saying something. It looked to me like she had a clue. Hmm. Uh, Well, I mean, that is a sad situation. All right. Also a sad situation in uh, the Middle East, and then we'll talk movies, hopefully on a more upbeat level, where a second American hostage has uh, died in Hamas captivity in the Gaza Strip. How do you see this going, Debbie? And how do you think both Israel and the United States should handle trying to get these hostages out, if at all? I think Israel needs to finish the job or this is going to keep happening over and over again. Throughout Israel's recent history, this has happened over and over again. There have been terrorist attacks on Israel from Hamas repeatedly. Israel then goes into to Hamas, into uh, Gaza or they go into the West Bank or they go into South Lebanon. They shoot things up, blow up a few things and then leave. And then everything keeps happening again. So this was such a horrendous, horrible attack on October 7th that it seems that everyone seems to have forgotten that, um, that they must finish the job. And as far as hostages dying, I think that was to be expected from the very beginning when Israel had to respond. They had to, um, and they had to finish Hamas off. This was to be expected. Even the um, hostages that were accidentally shot and killed, that was to be expected, too. Stuff happens in the heat of battle. Hamas nicks uh, dress in civilian clothing, Hamas terrorists. And it's a terrible, terrible thing. 
uh, but it was to be expected. It's a, unfortunately, very unfortunately, a casualty of war. Um, I'm very sorry people died, uh, but most of them died who uh, by at Hamas's hands on October 7th, and it had to be done. Some of the hostages have been found and rescued. We forget that, that some towards the beginning of when Israel came into the area were found and rescued. Um, and by the way, the American who was reported killed, they have his body. They have his wife's body or they have there's there was a woman. They have her body. They have her husband's body. Um, they will. They're grave robbers. They're horrible horrible. I hate to call them people because they really aren't. And they will not release the bodies. There's a Canadian woman. They won't release her body. Uh, there were these two, uh, I hate to call them men because they were so young, a 21-year-old and a 22-year-old Christians from Tanzania who have nothing to do with Israel or the Palestinians and who were in Israel on a scholarship learning agriculture and they both wanted to start their own agribusinesses. They were both murdered. Their bodies uh, were not returned. One of them had his body finally returned. The other one who, by the way, there is a video circulating of Hamas torturing him to death. So they didn't just kill him, they tortured him to death and they released the video that's circulating around the, the net how horribly they killed this guy who was only 21. His name was Joshua Malel. Um, he, his body has not been returned to Israel so it, they can send it to his family in Tanzania to have a proper funeral. Uh, it's just absolutely horrifying. And that's why these kinds of things, why Israel must continue and they must get rid of Hamas if at all possible. And they have to try to do that. So this is going to continue, and it should continue. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD. PD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYC. In our last few minutes of uh, the year together, Debbie, let's uh, end with something a, a bit more upbeat. Um, a lot of films are out recently. A lot of folks remember the uh, Willy Wonka film with Gene Wilder, and then there was even a, a remake of it a few years ago with Johnny Depp. There's a new Willy Wonka film out. I think it's just called Wonka. It's a prequel starring Timothy Chalamet. For people that remember either of the other two Willy Wonka films, Tell me about this film. Is it worth seeing? You know, I know a lot, quite a few people that saw it and loved it. I personally did not like it. I thought it was long, slow, and boring. I didn't need a prequel. It doesn't really show me that much, except that it shows me that Wonka was at some place. It seems to be England, although there's some people with New York and American accents there, including Wonka. Um and he's forced to, he signs his life away to this laundry store, laundry outfit, and he has to get out of it. Plus, he's trying to be 
kept out of the candy business by three competitors, including uh, the uh, one of the ones from the original Willy Wonka movie. Wasn't for me. The songs, it's musical. The songs are not catchy. I'll tell you what is funny was the Oompa Loompa played by Hugh Grant. He steals the show. He's hilarious. I laughed at um, pretty much everything he did. He should have an origin movie, the Oompa Loompa, starring Hugh Grant. As much as he protested how much he hated playing the Oompa Loompa, he was excellent. So that part I enjoyed. Okay. Well, so, all right. I'm not going to go out of my way to see that. Hey, I'm a big wrestling fan, and I've followed the story of the uh, Von Erich family for a long time. I understand that's uh, depicted in the new film, The Iron Claw, which is out now. Tell me about this. Is this worth seeing? I I hate to to burst your bubble. No, save me the two I'm a hours. Wrestling fan too, maybe not as big as you, but I I do like it, and I like, uh, you know, I did follow it from time to time, and I was aware of the Von Erich family. But this movie is just so dark and depressing. I feel it's a bait and switch because even though I think if people know their history, they know that a lot of that it's a dark and depressing history of this family. It's just a very slow, boring movie, dark and depressing, nothing redeeming about it. I hated it. The long, slow slog through people dying and getting injured and bad things happening. Um, and also, um, Zach Efron, I did not even recognize him. He clearly, to me, did steroids. His face is huge. His He just looks so bloated from, like from steroids. And the wig he wears is so obvious and awful through the whole movie. I felt like they almost did it on purpose. Mm. And I hated this movie. So, sorry, it's a no for me. And, by the way, the same thing for the Ferrari movie. I I was very excited to see the Ferrari movie. I thought, oh, cool, Ferrari and auto racing. It's almost as if they took a liberal woman and had her make a Ferrari movie. Because there's very, very little racing, and the racing they have is very unexciting. And they kind of try to show a lot more style and drama than anything else. The movie is really about, and it's kind of confusing uh, to that effect, it's really about how um, Enzo Ferrari um, was a horrible person, uh, and which they came out in spades in the movie and made it a very depressing holiday movie. He's a horrible person who had a mistress on the side and he and his wife had a horrible relationship and his son died and it's just dark and and just awful. I don't know why anyone would want to go see this movie. And I have to say that I saw it on Christmas Eve because I didn't get a screener for this. And a local guy who was one of the race car stunt drivers in the movie and is a race car driver spoke after the movie and he was a million times more exciting and a pleasure to hear and see than this movie. (laughs) Uh, Debbie, lastly, if there's one film that you're going to recommend that came out this year that people should make an effort to check out, what is it? So I didn't really, really have too much, too many favorites, really. None of the movies were very impressive, but I really liked the holdovers. I did like the boys in the boat. It's being criticized for being boring and formulaic, but actually a true story of working class guys who beat out all these fancy Ivy League people um, and they were from the the uh, University of Washington during the Depression and they beat out all these Ivy League teams 
to go to the Olympics hmm. and they beat the Nazi, the German team in what was known as the Nazi Olympics or the German Olympics in 1936. I did enjoy that movie. It was a little slow, but it is a great story that people don't really maybe know about. Um, it's directed by George Clooney. I'm not a fan of his, but I think he did a fairly decent job. Um, the Holdovers was the best. Um, my favorite thriller was Sharper on Apple TV+. Plus. I gave. I mentioned some other movies, yep. too. I can't remember all of them. Dream Scenario was the weirdest movie, but an interesting concept that maybe they took a little too far. It was sort of like a Twilight Zone gone mad. Um, and then there were a few others. I can't remember what else I oh, said. We're going to have to end it there. Debbie, Happy all New right. Year. Thanks for joining me. We'll talk soon. Thank you. Happy New Year. Thank you. 800-848-9222. 15 seconds of fame straight ahead. Hi, it's Ernie Anastas. You know, your thoughts can affect how you feel, and how you feel can impact your thoughts. Addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness. Bergen Newbridge Medical Center is the largest hospital in New Jersey, providing comprehensive, equitable, compassionate, and high-quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care, plus mental health services and substance use disorder treatment. The Bergen Newbridge team can address your total health needs in one convenient location. Call 201-225-7130 for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at BeatTheStigma.org. The Other Side of Midnight. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.